We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So I walked around this piece of property and talked to it. See, this is a principle of the kingdom, calling things that are not. And I said, ground, I'm talking to you. I call you into the ministry. And Jesus said you would obey me. So I say you are mine in Jesus' name. I call you into this ministry. And I just walked around over it and talked to it. Claimed it with the promise of God. Now you have some people that say, well, now bless God, I don't believe in this name it and claim it stuff. Well, I do. God named it and I claim it. So people don't understand that what you're doing is just operating in Bible principles. And I know you can care too far, and sometimes that's what they're talking about, just claiming everything. You've got to have Scripture for it, see. So I walked around and talked to this property, and I said, You come to me in Jesus' name. Now I believed and released my faith when I prayed. Now I've developed myself in this, and I want to put this in here, because some people hear these stories and they say, Well, bless God, it worked for Him, I'm going to go do it. Now, I'm not telling you not to go do it, but I'm telling you, you have to develop yourself in it. It may not work as quick for you. It may take time for it to come to pass. The more highly developed you get in releasing your faith in your words and believing what you say will come to pass, the quicker you'll have the manifestation. So I went on. Several weeks and months passed. Now, corresponding action, see, to what I believed, I prayed about it. I, I, as I walked over the property. Not only did I talk to it, I prayed. I said, now, Father, I claim this piece of property, and I ask you to cause it to come to me. I've spoken to it. I've done everything I know to do concerning it. I've made the man a good offer, and it's a fair offer. And I went on. So the corresponding action that I had, I never did pray about that anymore. I confessed and thanked God that I received that the property would come to me. Every time I'd go by it, I'd say, you're mine. You're mine. And several months went by. Well, one morning we went to work, and there's a big old sign sitting about there on a piece of property and said, Future Home of the Production Credit Association. And I remember I went in the office and I told my wife, I said, You see that sign out there on our piece of property? She said, Yeah, I saw that. Well, my head gave me trouble over that, see. Now, what I mean by that, just like it gave Peter trouble when he got out of the boat and began to see the wind and the waves so high, began to give him trouble over it. And I thought about it. In fact, I talked to my wife about it. I said, uh, maybe I ought to go talk to them people about that piece of property. Because, see, in my mind, in my carnal mind, I was thinking this way, you know, it may get away. And then I got to thinking about it. See, my mind kept bugging me over it, my carnal mind. Finally, one morning, I realized what was happening, and I just hollered out loud. I was, you know, just walking through the house and by myself. And it kept bugging me, so I just hollered out loud. I said, I know what I'll do. Nothing. That's as far as I can go toward my corresponding action, see. That's as far as I can go. Now, see, it'd have been foolish to go down to the courthouse and said, I want to file a deed on this piece of property over here because it's mine. They said, well, where's the deed? Well, it's not manifest yet. Well, now, they'd have run me out of there and said, that guy's nut. See, that's trying to have full corresponding action before the fruit of the manifestation comes. So, as far as I could go toward that, 
was to just do nothing because I'd done all I could do. I'd made the man offer. I'd talked to the property. I'd done everything the Word said to do about it. I'd prayed about it. And now it's time to just rest in what you've said and what you've done. So as far as I could go with corresponding action is to just say, I'm going to do nothing about it as far as, you know, talking to them or anything. Well, a few weeks went by and, you know, they're making plans. Already got the plans drawn up to build a building out there on this piece of property. And uh, I was down at the White River where we have a little fishing camp down there one day and I was taking dominion over the fish of the sea. And I got a phone call, and my wife said, that's real estate lady wants to talk to you right away. So I called her, and she said, are you still interested in that piece of property? And I said, well, yeah, sure am. Well, she said, would you give what you offered for it? I said, yeah, yes, I would. Well, she said, you know, it's funny. She said, they've decided they want to build over here on this other street. <laughs> I said, I don't doubt it. Now, the full manifestation has come, see. And she said, in a few days, I'll have it all drawn up, and you can come by and pick up the deed, and so on. So, you see, it was because of inaction was my corresponding action in that situation, see. See, sometimes corresponding action will mean that you just don't do anything. Now, don't take that out of the context of which I said it now. See, somebody say, well, bless God, I owe this bill, but Brother Cap said corresponding action is do nothing, so I'm not even going to look for a job or not try to find any money to pay this bill. Well, now, see, you've pulled it out of context, and here you are over here doing crazy things. <laughs> now, you ought not have to say these things, but you do, see, because there's somebody out there that's going to misunderstand it that way. Now, that's the reason why I use example. You're going to have to back up and go all the way around that example and explain to people that I'm not meaning that if you owe a bill that you don't do nothing about it. But if you've done all you can do, now listen to this, if you've done all you can do, all the Word of God said to do, all that you know to do naturally about that situation, and you've prayed and believed God, and there's nothing else that you could do, then that's the time to do nothing and rest in what you've already done. Can you see that? Now let me give you an example of that in another area, which Jairus did. He came to Jesus, you know, and said, My little daughter is at home and she's at the point of death, but if you come lay your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. Well, now, Jesus went with him, and they're going down there to get his little daughter healed. And this woman with the issue of blood comes along, and she gets her healing, testifies, tells them all the truth, and it probably took them an hour or so for all that to happen. And then the runner comes down there and said, your little daughter's already dead. Your daughter's already dead. Now, Jairus has done all he can do. He's released his faith that if Jesus lays his hands on his daughter, she'll be healed. He's done all he knows to do. And Jesus, when he hears the bad news, he said, Fear not, only believe. See, now that's the situation I was in in that situation. I'd done everything I could do. I'd made the offer. I'd prayed over it. I'd spoken to the ground. I'd called it into the ministry. Now there's nothing else I can do but only believe. Believe what? Believe what I've said. Believe what I've established. Believe what the Word of God says. That is not the time, see, in Jairus' situation especially, is not the time to start trying to make faith confessions. If he did, he'd have gotten fear and unbelief. See, he'd have probably said, now if you hadn't stopped and healed this Baptist lady, you'd got there in time to heal my daughter. But Jesus said, don't do anything but believe. See, he's gone far as he can go. Now his corresponding action 
is going to be to just be quiet. See, Psalms 37 says, Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for Him. See, there's a time to rest in the Lord. Sometimes corresponding action is to just rest in what you've already done, if it's to the point that you don't know anything else to do. See, we get people all the time that call and say, Well, now, Brother Caps, I've done everything that the Word says to do. I've done everything that I know to do. I've done everything naturally that I know to do to try to bring this situation under control, and I'm just at my ropes in. What do I do? Well, Paul said, when you've done all to stand, stand. Rest in the Lord. If there's nothing else you can do, then the corresponding action is to just say, I know what I'll do. Nothing. Because I've done it all. I've done all I know to do. And then you just have to rest in that, see. But you've got to be careful and be sure that you've done all that you know to do. See, it's not the fact that you didn't do anything. Now, see, if you're not careful, people get this idea. Well, it's just the doing nothing that made it happen. <laughs> no, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the inactivity that made it happen. But the inactivity sometimes, now notice I said sometimes, is the corresponding action needed. But in the case of the ten lepers, the corresponding action needed was to go. And as they went, they were cleansed. But I'm not convinced, I'm not so sure that the, the nine didn't lose their healing. But you see, sometimes corresponding action means doing something in faith. But not something foolish. Not something crazy. But act as far as you can with corresponding action. Then on the other hand, sometimes it means to just do nothing at all. Just rest in what you've already done. I think sometimes the, the problem that people get into is when their faith is low. They start trying to make faith confessions. And they make them out of fear. You can say all the right things and say them in fear instead of faith. You can confess the Word of God in fear. It can be done. And see, some people are doing that. That's why that you find out sometimes that somebody said, well, they're saying all the right things, but they died. Sometimes they're doing it in fear. It has to be in faith, see. And that's why you can't judge things just because of what happened. Why, it just looked like that they were operating perfect in it. But you don't know where they were. You don't know what they were really believing Sometimes they were saying those things because they really believed the opposite was coming. And sometimes they were too late saying them. See, so corresponding action is necessary in some situations. In fact, I guess you could say it's necessary in every situation. Sometimes it is something that you do by faith. Sometimes it's something you didn't do by faith. Faith's action is God's personality and manifestation. See, if something says different from what God says, he doesn't get excited about it because he's already released his faith in what he said. See, we need to learn that. See, this corresponding action thing has two sides to it. So don't forget that. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I'm excited about the series I'm offering this week. It's called The Intent of the Word. It's one of my favorite series 
And, of course, I know some of you are going to say, I think all of his series are favorite series, and I guess they are. But it is an intense teaching on the intent of the Word, offer number 7243. If you don't understand the intent of what was said in the Scriptures, you can miss it altogether. That's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, in this series, we talk about the fact that there are many scriptures that if you don't search out the intent of the word, you can miss it a hundred miles. You know, Jesus told the story, said, which of you would have a friend if he went to him at midnight and asked for bread? And he'd say, no, my children with me in bed, and I cannot rise and give you. He said, which of you would have a friend like that? A friend would not get up and give him bread just because he was his friend but because of his importunity. Now, the word importunity means barefacedness or boldness. People say, well, it was importunity of faith. That's right. But when you say importunity of faith, you're talking boldness of faith. He'll rise and give him as much as he needeth because he came to a friend at midnight believing that he would receive. And he didn't say he knocked. Everybody said he just kept knocking until he finally opened the door, but they didn't say a thing about him knocking. See, when you ask in faith, you just stand there and stand there and stand there until you receive. It's the importunity of faith. And this series will help you understand some of these hard-to-understand scriptures if you haven't understood the intent. That's offer number 7243, the intent of the word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. One eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred, or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box sixty nine, England, Arkansas seven two zero four six. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.